You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Go ahead, stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Welcome to another episode of Ad Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, and with me, my esteemed co-host, Elise Bacon. Bacon, how are you? Punch the core! Excuse me? <laughs> um, it is downtime in Final Fantasy XIV, which means it is the Moogle Tomes event where you can get some rewards by playing content and some stuff and some good stuff. Mm. But more importantly, it means that one of my favorite PvP modes is actually popping consistently every single day instead of only in community-led events during the weekends. It's popping every day of the week. What are you talking and it's about? basically a little MOBA. And there's robots. And the robots can punch the goddamn team's core. It's delightful. Anyway, that's it. So you're saying that a vast majority of your users who were previously playing the game for hundreds of hours then immediately flee to Reddit to complain about the quality of the game because there's a content dip, the logical content dip that occurs in all games that have continuous content? Um, oh, that's only Destiny players. I'm sorry. Please continue. I was about to say, uh, I mean, okay, so we've had this conversation, and I remember this being when I was saying that I was like, there will never be enough content. It's like the great problem with MMOs. MMOs, players will always be like, I have nothing to do. There's, I, there's no content, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that is forever and always going to be the case. Like forever, it's just that is that is the great problem with live service games is at some point you're like, I have nothing to do in this game, but there's a trick there. It's actually a trick that the that the Final Fantasy fourteen team embraces loudly, openly. Go fucking play something else. If and if, then come back. If we were attacked by an outside force and it was led by an old game designer who was alive for when we were saying that um six hour long games were not enough content and then 12 hour games were not enough content and then 20 hour games were not enough content, and then multiplayer games were not enough content and now as we sit in a world of 250 hour long rpgs about a vast majority of things i can play as a u.s military person and level up my gear and min-max my U.S. military person to shoot weird domestic terrorists on United States soil and still count decimal points, just like I'm playing Final Fantasy. And for us to fix our lips to say, we, are, we have nothing to do in these games. I would love to see some, just in a robot spider going up and down the coast, just firing missiles, knocking over buildings like we were to require the services of godzilla and i think we would deserve that and whatever godzilla and whatever price godzilla demands for his services because we are absolutely terrible we are we cannot be satisfied and i am disgusted but i'm not disgusted by our but guests yeah. Yeah, with us oh yeah our guests who are lovely and who know exactly what i mean when i'm yelling punch the core there is Aaron. Hey, Aaron. 
the other Aaron the from own, the Black Astronauts. Yeah, we podcast. we got it. We can't. That's what I'm saying. You can't introduce him. He's the owner and proprietor of the Black Astronauts mm. podcast. Um, well, no. Listen, you can get in the finer details, and then we have of his own volition. Justin, Justin's here. Justin of the Three Fifths podcast. Justin's here. He's free man. No, you're free man. Hey. You are, your ancestors. Hey. No, your ancestors were actually freed. Mine were still in bondage. I can tell by the last names. Mm. So, uh, mine did something sus because they just appeared, and then all of a sudden, like, there's no like the record starts, and then one of these one of these free renegade black folks was voting and literally appeared out of nowhere it's delightful you can you can definitely tell like like some slave owner probably like disappeared overnight like it's it's all real sus in the family tree um my mother's grandfather was um i think his last name was best but he was also like a hitman or hired muscle at some point he started he changed his last name to freeman and my mother took that last name as her own because she does not like her mother. My mother's my mother's my mother's mother's last name is Best. The family's name is Best. Her grandfather's name is Freeman. My mother took that name for her own last name and then gave it to me, pushed my father's last name into my middle name. My father's last name is Rand. My mother's last name <laughs> is Freeman. She took that last name from her hitman hired muscle grandfather who raised her warmly and kindly. And named me Aaron Freeman. Put my father's... I am Aaron Rand Freeman. So, a hitman, a hired muscle, a large, dangerous man named himself Freeman. And it stuck. Real tightly. Real tightly. The, be the best part is, is I don't even know if this is true or not. Oh, it is completely true, yeah. My mom... The, the, <laughs> they're the gays and the... My mom's side of the family are the gays and the best, except my mother, who is Freeman, and her daughter, who is Victoria Simmons Freeman, and myself... Aaron Rand Freeman. Completely true. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And not unbelievable at all. Also, it's my it's, I... also it's my rule. If you give birth to the child, you should have like 80-20 naming rights. Like, I don't understand this. My mom, I, I came out of my mom and people were like, Isn't why why didn't the names get switched? I was like, because I came out of my mom. She did all the heavy lifting. <laughs> my big ass head coming out of there. My mother, my mother gave birth to like a hubcap, for God's sakes. But anywho. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Bap? Exactly four hundred, seven hundred, and uh, four thousand seven hundred and fifty-two games came out yesterday. Oh, I'm, I just didn't... just throwing that out there for anybody that's wondering about you know being bored in games. Literally three hundred games came out uh, on Tuesday. Wait, let me three hundred. Let me go probably. Let me go I mean. I mean, I'm out here. You're actually doing them a, a bigger favor by like playing other games. Let Sarah Bond tell it. Uh, developers are actually seeing eight percent jump in Game Pass, but we'll get to that later. Uh, I mean, I'm having a good time. It's too many games. Enjoying my Xbox games. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even look. Oh yes, I do. I, yeah, I. Oh yes, they I dropped do. Tunic and didn't even tell anybody. Oh they wait, no, I do look. I just realized I downloaded four games in the past week. I didn't look this week. It's Wednesday. I didn't look this week. Sorry, guys. Um, I downloaded Young Souls. Um, that looks great. 
it's a beat 'em up, and I mm-hmm. I believe I believe it's about two binary siblings, two non-binary siblings. I believe because no one's no one's clear on their gender, and the developers are not being clear on it. And it's uh, Erica pointed that out, and I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even. Yeah. And there is um tunic, which I will leave to you, and then there is Paradise Killer, a murder mystery. Um, that game's that wild, dog. I, I recommend. I downloaded it just because you said it. Right, and there's no real way to describe it. So what I will suggest to everyone listening is you take a moment if you have Game Pass to try it. It's like two gigs or something, and or look it up. Because when you see it, you'll be like, oh, that nigga couldn't have possibly described this to me. Because I can't. <laughs> I can't. And that's this week. There are other games that came out this week, but I have to. T- I can't. I can't be on Game Pass every week like that. It's too much. So I, I haven't looked. Listen, I, 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 I can't do it. I'm, I'm literally playing like three different games right now. And they're like all long games. And I'm like overwhelmed with the. Ah! And I have rating. Ah! Right. Remember, like I, I can't, Guardi- man. I can't. I can't. Like I said, two, Guardians came two. out last week. <laughs> oh yeah, I downloaded. I download. I downloaded that game. Um, it's, yeah. that game is the exact price point I would pay to play a Star Lord, and it's absolutely superb. Yes, it is. It is for. It is exactly. I said I will pay nine ninety nine to play a Star Lord. They came in at free. They slid under the door gracefully, and like here you go. And I was like, by all means. I'll talk about Guardians later on though, because uh, mm. that's a uh, that's um yeah that's that's a totally different discussion that will derail the direction of the episode in the limited amount of time we have to record it. So Indeed. please, please, um, I believe BAP is the one with the shortest amount of time with us. So, uh, yes, I, I don't know if I'll be able to to continue through the whole journey, which is the ADD Space podcast today. That's fun, um, but. I didn't want to come on and talk about Tunic. Um, so I don't know if y'all have seen what I put in the ADA, ADD space discord. Um, uh, one of the homies asked if I was enjoying Tunic. I want y'all to go there right now and just kind of look at the picture I put there. Um, that's the type of Tunic uh, game Tunic is. It's top down, um, kind of Zelda-ish, um, Nintendo era, um, action adventure game uh but if anybody's played the game uh what's the name of it uh fez came out about eight years ago had a bunch of secrets upon secrets upon secrets this is the type of game that tunic is um and it's really based off a lovingly well-crafted map like the in-game map in that game or the in-game like handbook that they give you makes me wish that I had like, like they still made Nintendo powers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a, a great like action role-playing kind of mix um, about a, a, a nice little fox. Um, my, my, I, I, yeah. I like, I love games that, and by the way, I think, its accessibility is one of its because it's one of its greatest. Strengths. Oh my god, yes! Um, because yes, it's yes. it reminds me, I like Death's Door better, right? But I'm aware mm. that Death's Door is not accessible to everyone because Death's Door asks you to remember the entirety of everywhere you go. It's intuitively designed exactly. that a game that exists without a map and without a difficulty, um, and without any adjustable difficulty is a problem. And I find Tunic doing the similar thing, but 
like holding your hand in a positive way it makes it just more enjoy the design of it because it, it, it picks up a lot of speed like you're farther along than i could ever i've only played it for a few hours but you are farther ahead and it picks up a lot of speed but it it's a um steady it's a steady ramping up of its own design and i always give that a lot of credit because it's like it's some of the things where you find yourself being able to naturally do difficult things in the game so it's, it's how how long do you think this game is i'm just curious um given how many people made it it was about eight hours 10 12 i'm i'm 25 hours into this game Aaron. what really yes what are you selling? it's not what you think what are you selling drugs or something in the game no it is so i put in the discord chat uh basically it looks like an old school like up down up down left right left right a, B, A, B, select, start, right? Like, it looks like an old Nintendo code. Right. Well, I found I found that in the game. Those codes are hitting everywhere in the game. And it's up to you to identify them. And once you identify them, then the game opens up even fucking more. Like, it's to the point now where in a separate Discord, the secret language actually means stuff that they're that's what they're finding out now so it can go as deep as you want it to go but even Uh... as a base yeah like even as a base game like just a normal zelda like it's probably one of the better ones i've played um especially with the accessibility setting where for me they have a stamina system that i think is trash like i I don't agree with that also i cut the stamina off um, and it gave you that option. Um, it also gives you an invincibility mode. I didn't feel like I needed it. The stamina mode was enough for me. Um, but like Aaron was saying, that level of accessibility and being able to find those secrets, like when I was able to figure out in that uh, manual, because they give you like a manual, you're finding manual pages. When I started noticing that there are marks on the manual page, like circles and like people are trying to figure out codes, they're giving you clues about what to do next in the game, and I love it. I I, I literally mm-hmm. suggest everybody go play it. Like I, it's it's on Game Pass. It's free ninety nine if you already got it. So right, we don't. What's the last time I? What's the last time we told anyone to spend any? Oh yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo, right? Oh yeah, for Luigi. Oh, Luigi no, in general, just Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo, oh, yeah, well, Nintendo, Nintendo. All the money that you save on Game Pass, Nintendo comes for. About once, a, about once every two months, they do it. They, they no, do a, it's true. It's awful. Sweep, a thorough sweep for the hundred and eighty dollars you save not buying games normally on Xbox. You just yeah, Nintendo's. I don't want to talk about it. How you how you doing? Well, let Sarah let Sarah Bond tell it. You still spending that money on Xbox? Because <laughs> she said eight percent. If you're on Game Pass, developers have noticed that you're eight times more likely to engage in the game and 8% more likely to purchase the game. Of course. Because we're psychopaths. Listen, I don't <laughs> I don't understand. Listen, I've always, I've never understood the system. You, most of the time, we cannot afford to buy games and money is, money is what keeps us from playing more games. 100%. And having the option to dabble to legitimately dabble guilt-free to be able to play a game for 30 minutes and deleting it? Are you kidding me? That's how we all play. More of us play a bunch of games and don't finish many of them than yep. we're willing to talk about as a community. Like, 
for the most part. And it's always one of those things where I have these discussions with people and they talk about not buying a game because they um, some people can't afford it. Some people, they say they can't beat it. But in reality, most of us aren't beating a game. And I, to, it, most of us play games the way Game Pass delivers games. So, of course, we're going down. Because, what it's the hell? literally why the endings of games suck so badly nine times out of ten is because they spend a lot of time working on the beginning of the game instead of the ending. Right. Which is what makes Andromeda weird. Uh, they spend so much time at the uh, beginning of the game and then like the end just like drips off because like people don't like usually finish games so they don't think to go that far um is it because so, you because you're always talking about how good andromeda is the ending of it is i always get to thinking about what the worst ending for a game i've ever seen and it's not it's not what you think and it's very short um remember castlevania lords of shadow the first game was marvelous one of my favorite games of all time the second game i'll never forget this you fight satan on a skyscraper choke slam him off the skyscraper kill him in comes alucard shirtless dracula gives <laughs> him a nod the nigga nod and goes into a door in a building a building not his castle like mandy's like he goes into mandy's <laughs> and disappears and then that's the end of the game bro like he doesn't even say anything. He just gets like that game. You know how that game had a terrible development cycle. It was ruined. The director was a lunatic. Very, very, very problematic and abusive. And by the end of it, dude, they had two people working there. They only had two people clearly because Dracula was like, sup. And then he just went shopping. He just went shopping. And that yeah, was it. Then they, then they made one where they had uh, a cowboy. <laughs> so like at that point, they just gave the fuck up. <laughs> they would like look but, you a cowboy now um <laughs> i just say that's the cat that is the that is the worst ending to your best ending i've been thinking yeah, about it for I'm... weeks bacon and it just came to me about an hour ago I'm all right telling you that, that it's just so good <laughs> um, one, one last thing about tunic it's, oh, so, it's oh. just so good <laughs> what's going on ben? um i no no i just wanted to talk uh, one more thing about tunic like What's everybody's level of old school nostalgia for like, like for me personally, that's my wheelhouse, like Nintendo Power, like uh, Game Pro, all those old Nintendo magazines. And Bruh, old, that's 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 my wheelhouse. Right. I, I remember the Nintendo Power magazines with the notebook with like the the, the notebook paper in the back in the back. Like, like there was one issue with Zelda. I remember it had Zelda on the cover. It was all gold for when Zelda two dropped. And they said, and here's your section for notes. And I was like, let's get it. Let's go. That is what Tunic is. I have been catching myself like looking at things taking notes like oh i wonder if that's a code i'm gonna try it later nigga do you not know that all i do is live in nostalgia oh well yes yes baby. But you're also <laughs> like, bacon you're also like playing five thousand games and rating twice a week so three like three times a week because i hate yeah, myself uh, well see, and then i sometimes fill it on weekends because you know what you the have, fuck is wrong with me you also have a spray bottle full of water you need to spray on certain people uh in the discord so Bro, you know, what is like okay? They, everybody need to calm down. <laughs> this whole week, <laughs> this whole week, I'm like Sun's out, it's a little bit warmer. Hey, that's all everybody's it, that's all spicy. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's it raining here. 
It's so spicy in the Discord this week. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I am, I'm sitting here like, I am too asexual for this conversation. <laughs> Hold Discord up. Look. But anyway, yeah, Tunic is great. Go play, go, go play Tunic. Oh, and uh, it's streaming on cloud, so you don't even need to download it. Just get it on your phone. Go check it out. Oh, and it's touch controls, so you don't even need a controller because Phil Spencer cares about you. He does. I promise. <laughs> Elden Ring check-in? Anybody? Uh, so um, I got my best friend to help me through two of the story bosses. Uh, one of them, I don't even, I don't even feel bad for getting his help on one of them. I like saw that boss and I saw the fighting and I'm like, I'm just going to stand over here and just like, no, nah, I'm good. Super, super good. Super. Yep. Mm. You got a nice little bill going. I saw you were playing a couple of days ago. Um, you had a faith bill going, I think. Oh yeah. So, uh, yeah. so usually when I play Soulstone games, I do, um, I do like the tankiest, tankiest faith build classes. And I'm going a little bit different this time. I'm going like full dex route. Like, and when I mean tanky, I mean I legit had to. Um, just straight rely on uh crits to like do any damage um you been using any of the blood weapons at all uh okay so i found some claws oh yeah 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 yeah. and i kind of love them and it turns out they they uh faith scale mm. which is amazing Cause I'm like, oh, you deck scale? Oh, hello. I found the, hello. the 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 fist, the faith fist that you were talking about. I found that the Saletas, the one, the lightning, like they look like they have like lightning for the fists. Okay, so it looks like a sword to me, but it says it's a fist weapon. Yeah, it's and, a fist weapon. And I'm like, what? Mm hmm. I found two of them. I haven't used them yet, though. I'm not scaled. I'm scaled to strength. Yeah, I, I don't remember where I found it, but I found one. And I'm like, when I when I grow up and I get 30 faith, um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm going to use them and punch everybody in the name of Jesus. You, you touching that all, those? <laughs> in the name of Jesus, you can catch these hands. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I've been, uh, I've been playing uh, too much, too much Destiny, and um, yeah, I'd say I'd probably say too much Destiny, and yeah, too much Destiny. Well, but, but before we switch over to to Destiny, I do have a question for the the Elden Ring folks. Like, I, as you guys are getting more into the game, as as y'all are exploring more and more. What do you feel that Elden Ring does better? Or what do you what do you feel like Elden Ring is doing better than like previous Soulstone games that y'all have played? Because I've I've seen I, I remember when when um Neo came out, I remember when Neo 2 came out, I remember when Sekiro Shadows Die Twice came out. This feels different, like the community feels different around this. I was wondering if this is just the natural hype be cycle of the next one is always going to be generate more hype and everyone's going to hop on that. Or if this is like genuinely from software is hit on something with this. Uh, both. 
disabled. Uh, so I think what From Software did is I think they took some of the accessibility criticisms seriously mm-hmm. while also not uh while also still trying to keep the game um challenging um like because you know the their big thing is they make hard challenging games like that is like part of the thing but i feel like they're specifically not catering to the get good community which is like the more toxic part of their fan base um and one of the things that i saw like immediate it, it was like an immediate uh difference right off the bat was there's it it, it has the terms of service front and center when mm-hmm. you start the game for the first time and it's extremely easy to read they go over everything in a very clear to understand and no nonsense manner and they also put like a really big emphasis on don't be a dick yeah, that's uh, actually it's I I was shocked at how upfront that was. Like it, I, I noticed it, is, it too, Bacon. It is it too. extremely clear. Like I'm paraphrasing, but it is very clearly don't be a dick. But they also I also I agree with everything you said, first of all. Like as a hundred percent. But they also it's a it's an amount of surprise there that I feel like if they give you that open world or the like the 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 world opens up the the exploration opens up immediately instead of you coming from like in bloodborne you were in that hallway for forever like if you didn't get past that and you didn't know how to get out of that from that fire all the way down that hallway to where that first troll is you was just fucked if you didn't remember how to do that stuff. Oh yeah, so yeah. It, it it felt so it was that in that in what you're saying it felt more of like a it felt more like it had taken from Dark Souls three. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. when like when you're doing Dark Souls three, like it's got every soul most excuse me not every most old soul games have like this like kind of tutorial ish area. And it's the, it's the beginning area. You get up, you're, like, in a thing, and you're, like, what the fuck, where am I? I'm in, like, a dungeon thing. You get up, you crawl out, and then you, like, go through, you fight your first boss, and they're, like, hello, you're in hell. Right. Ah. This one, in this one, they're, like, let's step outside these gates. Here's your first boss. I guess you can fight him if you want. I wouldn't do that shit. But you can go ahead and try it if you want, and some people do it. You know, like when you come out and the 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 knight is right outside, you don't have to fight him, right? Like that's a that's not a choice that you get in other Souls games. Um, that I appreciate a lot, you know. Yeah. Um, that, oh, you mean like out in the plains that night, going back and forth? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when you oh, yeah, first no, get out into the I mean, world, you are, you are not meant to fight him. But I there mean, are people right that now. do, right? No, like, no. Well, I understand that there are people who absolutely the first thing they do, like I'm gonna fight this fucker. Did you? And know I know breaks? how to beat him. Well, I know- we we are not talking about them. They are like two percent of the population. Did you know that it actually breaks the church if you try and hide in it? 
it knocks the church down. Yes. That's I like wild. I like the church. And I'm not no. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all tried to hide in a broken down church where the vendor is, and it knocked the church down. I was like, oh, okay, thank you, Dark Souls. Thank you, From. I forgot what kind of game this is. So, but it's it's all about accessibility. It's summoning pools everywhere. They want you to play the game multiplayer. Co-op symbols everywhere. I've never seen this many co-op symbols in a From game, ever. Everywhere. And 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 do you know you don't need to be by the summoning pools? No, yeah, you don't need to. You just need to be like, in the area. In the area. So I was blown away that when I did the thing to summon somebody by the mysterious elevator, it was like 18,000 summoning things to people that wanted to ride down the elevator and do that whole thing with you. Like, Yeah, I've, I've found that this game is very much play however you want. Yeah, absolutely. And I greatly appreciate it. Um, and I, I'm a huge Soul Stone fan. And like I also feel like the um the I feel like the difficulty of the Soul Stones games is a little misunderstood. Like, mm-hmm. except for what was it, Sekiro, Aaron, you said is a Sekiro is is a accessibility test. nightmare. Well, Be- yeah. well, it's because yeah, go ahead, Aaron. No, it's like say, like yeah. that's the one game where like there's actually a specific like there there really is just a correct way to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can you can play Sekiro wrong and it will take you seven times longer to beat the game compared to someone who is doing what the developers want you to do. It's their worst game, um, by a large margin for this reason. Souls games have always given you a plethora of options and enemies that want to kill you actively, and I think we we conflate that with like hard, ridiculous, unfair difficulty. Unfair is if you got a sword and low and poor hand-eye coordination, and they're like, "That's cool." Well, what else can you use? I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, Guardians came out on Game Pass last week. If you want to be Star Lord, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> is that that's bad design? So yeah, I see. It, yes, it's it, yes. Sekiro is yes is the worst one. I think that From really just got tired though. They was like, "Y'all motherfuckers gonna learn to parry." That's it. I'm done. I'm telling. I'm done. I'm tired of putting this in these games. Y'all ignoring it. You gonna parry. I mean, and then you you see it in this game though. Game though, because the jump button, just having that jump button changes combat so fucking. Nigga, much. do you realize that I am so trained to fake jump by roll right by running and rolling yep, that yep. I I I fuck <laughs> I fuck it up all the time. Like I catch myself like, um. I had to like go, I had to jump like down a building for whatever reason and I didn't jump down the building. I just like did I mean the roll jump worked, but like mm-hmm. I roll jumped and I'm sitting there like, God damn it, from why? I was I'm like so mad. I'm like, I'm like, I've got I've got parrying down. Um like I've got I for I forgot what it is with when you're using it with a shield. Oh, the the shield block, the shield counter. Oh, that shit is OP. <laughs> Listen, I've got shield countering down, and I'm like, how do I have shield countering? I haven't. It's been years since I've played one. How is this still in my brain? Um, also, but it, the, it feels also the it feels it feels better and it feels more responsive. Yeah. Like they really they it's like they took all the best parts of the of combat from like the last god knows how many souls games 
Soulstones games and then like incorporated all of it into this game, like all the specifically all the best parts. Like I put it up and also you don't get invaded unless um, you put down a marker like a couple of days ago. I put down a marker on stream because I was just bored. I was like, all right, let me see if I can get somebody to invade. I whooped their ass um, yeah. and it felt good. And then they left and that was it. I didn't have to worry about them evade no more. I went back to the story and th- those little things, um, they're great. That, yeah, you also get invaded if you have, if you're playing co-op. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. playing multiplayer, but like, it's just not a big deal. It's, and if they it, invaded you, they gonna be geared up. Like, they gonna be able to, nobody, no dumbass is coming at you 201 unless they... Right. But what they did is they like okay even they're even though even if they're scaled down they're like folks are still a little bit op like mm-hmm. but they're still they still made a conscious effort decision to like have uh, people scaled down to your level like uh, yeah. so now does, again does that stop some people from being like like their sets being op not really but it also uh, means you have like a much better chance because you'd have like folks like with full stats come into your game before and just like annihilate and it was very depressing. It was not fun. Elden Ring is um, great. You should play it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's I mean, a I lot of However, if you do not like Soulstones games, don't it's, play it. Yeah, it's still one it, of those. Like, yeah. like <laughs> at the heart of it, it is regardless of all the different changes, it is still a Soulstones game. Do not do not, don't fall for the fear of missing out. Don't fall for the FOMO. Do not. It's okay. You can skip it. You're fine. There's like 15 other games that are like came out like yesterday. You're uh, you're okay. Well, that, that's that's my that's my favorite thing to like. And and there's a, a Facebook group where we're in, we're in, and every day it seems like someone posts, "Should I get this game?" And then within a week after they get it. I don't like this game. And it's like, well, you don't like the genre. So why are you getting the game in the genre you don't like? Right. Like, just because, like, I I know there's, like, this tendency of, you know, if a game's, like, really great review, to to follow the AAA game, regardless of what the genre is, which is, uh, you know, it's good to experiment with genres, but you also need to pay attention to, like, what you like and what you don't like and like don't like if you're not if you if you if you don't like a certain genre of game like don't don't get it just because it's like new it's it like don't don't get it don't do it is that why you don't is this why you're not playing it justin so i'm wondering because we might have to have like because i'm gonna start playing it that's why i was saying i was talking about destiny but not really destiny it was just we're at the point of the season where i can go wander off and i plan to I was just wondering if that's why, if we are in the same boat, whether you're playing a thing or doing a thing that's keeping you from playing. No, it's just, you're just not into it. I, I, I have not touched. Time. Yeah, I, I have not touched the the Souls genre since Demon Souls on PS3. Okay. And I had a lot of fun with Demon Souls. It was a horribly broken game, but I don't hold that against Demon Souls. Right. It like the, the game itself was broken. It's fine. I had fun with it. I just never went back. I'm looking at Neo 2. That's right up my alley. I might get that. Neo uh, far- 2 is done by a different company, but still Soulstones game. But it's done by the same company that does my Dynasty Warriors games. So I'm like, right. 
okay, I could it see is, this. It is absolutely still a Soul Stones game, but yeah. it is it is generally folks' favorite. Like folks will um it would probably be my favorite if I had played it, but I haven't played it. Yeah. And I think the Neo series, it's either one or two that has a Yasuke reference. Uh, Probably both, but the second one is customized. You can character customize. Oh, well, there you go. Um, But I, that's, that's just it. It's just, I, I haven't gone back since that, that, that has been over 10 years ago. Um, so yeah, it's just, eh, if I get to it, I get to it. It's not something I'm pressed about. Yeah, that's it looks great. Y'all look, y'all look like y'all have fun. Like I, I was watching Aaron stream when the homie rolled up on him, and he gave him the beats. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> it was invigorating. You know, I've just, I haven't streamed it because I, I haven't had the energy to like set up the whole. Yeah, it takes a thing. lot. Because like when you, when you, unless you're streaming from a console, this is honestly part of the reason I really want a console because I would just like fucking capture card that shit so fast. Um, but like when you're streaming PC games, um, like like you really have to like set it up per game. And listen, I do not feel like it. Uh, but I have been posting clips in the um unreasonable uh Fridays Discord of whatever nonsense I get into. Um, like I've discovered that all the bosses in the catacombs are basically my cat getting revenge on me. Um, oh, those those bosses suck. Oh my fuck god. Them. God, fuck them. Fuck them. That goddamn like that goddamn like evil burial. They call it a burial dog. It's a fucking cat. Yeah, and it breathes it, fire. It is no, not only does it breathe fire, it takes a sword and like whaps at you like some person in a cartoon trying to wa- like swap flies. Like oh, with, bacon. with a stone sword. Did and you then know? it like laughs and laughs at you and breathes fire. And it's just a stone statue, so it's technically not laughing, but that's clearly the mouth motion. There is a secret wall in that catacomb. I won't tell you where. Which catacomb? The, the one you're talking about. There's five of them. My They're homie, all the same. No, the one catacomb. with the that is the most no, that's conversation. All no, okay, no, no. If it ends in catacomb. Yeah. All of the bosses are the burial dog stone things. All of them. They're just all different ones, but they're all burial stone cat things. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> I've killed three of them. Bacon, I have opened up 27 catacombs. I am telling you, <laughs> it is not the case. It there is a secret wall, I guarantee you, in that catacomb. No, I need I to know which one it. because I've nope. literally killed three burial cats. So you're, you're gonna, just gonna have to tell me. You're just one. gonna have to run into each wall like I did. Good luck. <laughs> I see y'all. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> they all that's have how, the cats. That's how, that's how my man's I have like show. several have different screenshots of cats. Have a good night. Back. Said, my man's leaving the that show. That was terrible. My man left the show I, on that note. That was terrorism. And my Bacon, do you care? That's my favorite bit. Is I think that I think that hit a brick wall. Do you care? I am <laughs> going to invade his game and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. <laughs> that well, was rude. 
Well, there you go. You... He's gonna he's gonna see this faith dex build. All right Damn then. It. All right, good to know. Okay, it's right. it's beef. All right, cool. I love this drama. All right, cool. All right, the press loves to but hear yeah, about really. the press like, loves to I've, hear about I've our literally drama. Killed, I've literally killed five like cat graveyard dog things. One of them has a bunch of like gargoyles that pop up and are attacking you at the same time, and I'm like, fuck this shit. <laughs> great i love in here all right some masochism all right yeah, a little bit just, just a little bit of zest a little bit of spice a little bit of flavor why but, is zest the word of the day zest is, right. zest is a great word it's better than moist it, it kind of is a great word like zest is just right. zest but we talk about Nerd. wandering off in destiny because that's like that's what you were doing. So what, what, what? I guess this is the Destiny offseason where folks that hit you up saying I'm back, they're not back anymore. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody show up. Listen, no, them niggas don't even show up. That's why, I, that's why I troll them on the internet. It's because they don't show up. They play that shit for an hour. And I'm just like, that's cool. Just don't say nothing. That's nothing to do with anything. I was, like I said, it's just a part of the season where the first wave is every, every season has about two or three waves of narrative. And then there's a little gap in time where everybody that works from home at Bungie, they spray a little Gatorade in their mouths, put the helmets up, sit on the sideline with a towel on their head for a little bit. And uh, I take the, I also, I take their cue. I was like, all right, cool. I, was, I never, I wanted to play Elden Ring and I haven't had the um, brain power to play anything um, other, other than uh, Destiny and the odd Game Pass game. So now I'm about to take this opportunity. Like I said, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to too far into it phenomenal season it's not quite done because there are still things in play and i kind of want to see where they go um but okay i do think i do say this i do think this is a thing i think justin you should play the campaign if you can and that's like the campaign is about 15 hours of destiny in a bottle that you can leave on the side of the road that for someone who absolutely resents how they went about their business it might help the healing process. That's all I'm saying. You will not know everything that's going on. I will not purport that you will. But the quality of the campaign, the directness of the story, the the um, use of lore in direct in the, and the storytelling, the use of lore, the writing quality, the use of perspective, as opposed to using the lore pages as a crutch for story that they cannot tell, you will appreciate it simply because you were there before and i think you specifically might enjoy just take like a weekend and you just and just see what's what and just like i said you'll be like oh this is like a real game i mean you'll be like oh she's a shame they couldn't have done this a few years ago but you might appreciate this is part of the healing process because you are sneaky one of the most resentful people towards destiny and I think and no, I mean, it's not it's, it's not sneaky. Like uh, it, I, I'm very open with my resentment. Like, right. I, I I had my cape on through that first season pass. My cape was on. I was like, all right, look, game is the game. This is just what it is what it is. I think then I th- th- they, they released that forest. Yes, the infinite for forest. Halloween. Yes. The randomly generated forest that should have been a part of the base expansion where you meet Osiris. And that's what I was like, no, I'm done. You, you've officially wasted my time with something that you were capable of and made an active decision not to include this. Oh, yeah, no, the the like, the Infinite Forest debacle um, 
that was when I stopped playing for the record. So like I said, when you said you're done, when you said you were done, I was also done. I just came back. But yes, the fact that they were making an entire narrative around this, um, about this person who manipulates time and can um, see the future by creating millions of simulations of himself in the place he does it, we had no access to, except for a Halloween event. It was um, a big sham. Yes, I remember, Justin. And it lost many people. Many, 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 many Destiny players were lost on the back and of And I that. think it wouldn't have been so bad if the infinite forest mode wasn't fun. It, because you know it is, it's you know why You know how it wouldn't have been so bad? If they hadn't been repeated the same fucking thing that they did in Destiny 1. Oh, okay, that too. Yeah. Like it was they, like it was literally watching the exact same mistake getting made. Yes. And like paying for it literally like paying literally paying for it a second time. And I'm like we're over. We're it now. Right. It's kind of like Destiny right now is like the Bengals with Joe Burrow at quarterback. Out of all the time you've been looking at them, you've never been able to say oh, this is actually tangibly different with a long-term possibility of it remaining different. Because what Bacon's saying is correct. The big backslide, the fact that they repeated the mistakes of Destiny 1 immediately upon the release of Destiny 2 was disheartening. And rightfully so. This is the first time I've been able to say, I think they have this under control. To people who don't, because there are people who play Destiny, I'm like, oh, they're doing pretty good. And we're all like, yeah, they're doing pretty good. But I wouldn't dare fix my face to say that to Justin a year and a half ago. I wouldn't dare <laughs> fix my face to tell Justin right now, you might want to try Destiny. And I'm not saying get into the game. I'm saying the single, the campaign for Witch Queen is so much fun and you can put it away and you can treat it like you would Halo and never play it again. But it might help. It might help. That's all I'm saying. All right. We can move on. I I will I will take it I will take it under advisement. That is, we that do have is. another destiny story. We have another destiny story. Oh, that's a funny we, story. We do have another destiny story. Yes. Um all right. Set the stage cuz I'm not entirely familiar with what's happened. I just know why it's happening. So if someone can set the stage for what has happened, I will explain why it has happened. I think Bacon knows the technical reason why it's happened. I'm a destiny person. So looking at Destiny YouTubers running around on the street in their underwear, <laughs> frantically trying to figure out what's going on, is what I'm seeing. Wait, wait, what? There's a lot of confusion from the uh, YouTube. There are a lot of YouTube strikes affecting Destiny YouTubers in particular um, in the past oh! week. Right. And the reactions from some of them is absolutely fucking hilarious. And <laughs> you would think you really think the feds ask them to go for a drive or something like i mean like they're acting like it's all collapsing around them down around them and even bungie's like guys it's not us we'll go into the story but yes uh youtube strikes affecting several several bungie um uh, noted and uh, actually no apparently from the for here to hear it uh just you destiny youtube people in general the smaller ones have been getting hit for a month and some change the bigger ones have started getting hit recently which is why the story started gaining traction so the funny thing is, is that Bungie got hit. They got hit. By, they got hit by their. They got hit by you. Really, I didn't know that. That's funny. <laughs> but yes, 
that's what's going on. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, so okay. Oh, there you go. There are there are two ways that you can get a copyright strike from YouTube. The first is the most extreme. You get a direct DMCA takedown. The content the the content owner reaches out to you directly and says, reaches out to YouTube directly and says, you own or we own this. We want a strike issued against this channel because they're using something we own. That is super extreme, and that is the super rare one that happens on YouTube. Talking about just YouTube here. The other one that is way more common is the content ID database. You can submit all of your content. This is not just uh, big corporations. You Smaller channels can do this as well. You can submit all the content you own to the YouTube content ID database. And it will troll its entire site for anyone that is using that material. And they will return to you a list of everyone that is using that material, whether it is a small clip or the entire video or the entire audio, whatever. They will let you know. These are all anybody can upload it too. Exactly. It It doesn't have to be the owner. What you can do after that as the content owner is you can issue a strike to all of those people using your content. You can do a select all send. I suspect someone either at Bungie or one of Bungie's parent companies did this without actually looking at what they were doing. Could it have been Sony? Uh, Sony, I don't think I don't think the acquisition has gone through yet. Ah, okay, cool. Because those the acquisitions take time. Mm-hmm. Right. Two pieces shit. So, someone. Sorry, I got rescued into an AOE. So Bungie may not have meant to do this, but for this to have happened, and yes, you can strike yourself using this system. That's what makes it funny. So when you said Bungie themselves got hit, now I know it's the, it's a content ID strike. Yeah. Some someone that, got a little too overzealous whoops. and did a select all send. So now they now they have to go through the fun process of telling YouTube, hey, all those strikes we sent out, we didn't mean that. Whoops. Uh the funny thing is YouTube really doesn't have a process for that. Right. Google specifically does not. Like Google Google so Google's copyright is kind of a mess oh it's it's and by kind of i mean extremely um when youtube i was watching uh he put it best to say it was put together poorly implies that it was put together at all which is kind of my issue with google um one of the other the 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 bigger issue with copyright strikes is if you get a copyright strike and you appeal it you're not appealing it to youtube you're appealing it to the person that issued you the strike. Right. So the system is fundamentally skewed in favor of Google's corporate partners. Like, let's keep it a buck. It's skewed in, in favor of the corporate partners. Because it was never meant to protect you, small content creator, it was always meant to not even protect the Google corporate partners, but to appease them. 
um, the more um, the the most famous case of this that popped up recently was a One Piece YouTuber toy animation struck three years of work from this dude. God damn! Oh, they they nuked his entire channel. And not only did they do it, they're like, and we'll do it again. <laughs> Say we won't. And their argument was, in our country, of, in, in the country we operate, fair use doesn't exist, so you cannot use our material under fair use law. No, it's true. Like, international copyright law is a thing. Um, and so... What's what's also funny is someone that works for Toonami says, so we can't upload our custom trailers. And Tway was like, try it if you want to. <laughs> you can try. Toy does not care. Toy specifically does not care. And just to keep in mind, like, so the brand, the 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 franchises Toei owns, they own your childhood. If you are around our age, they own Dragon Ball Z, they own One Piece, they own Sailor Moon. They own well. Those are the big three that they own, right? If you're a, if you're a child of a certain age, you grew up watching Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, Boat. Like that was your childhood, right? They own that, and they have a pretty aggressive record of going after even small content creators using their stuff. So, yeah. And YouTube does, and YouTube has no interest in arbiting copyright law. They have more interest in making sure that their corporate partners are happy so that their corporate partners keep uploading things to YouTube to generate traffic, which generates income, which generates engagement, which makes uh, shareholders happy. Capitalism, everybody. International capitalism. Oh yeah, like my, my favorite thing is when people are like, Yeah, we should be socialist. I'm like, there is no socialist country There's... in the world. Justin, can you repeat that one more time for me? The 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 socialism that we would like to see in the world where the state provides for the people that which they cannot do for themselves does not exist in the world. One more time. Even your places like Sweden, Canada, where they have things like socialized medicine, socialized healthcare, and they have a stronger social safety net than we do, there are still capitalistic forces at play in those countries that create an underclass. Uh, to put it, to quote the, the, the prophet Q-Tip, there ain't a space program for niggas, so you stuck here, nigga. <laughs> like, Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. It's like, it's definitely, that's de definitely been kind of like up there on my. And that's not to say that it shouldn't exist. It should. I. This is where my politics get way more radical than people actually realize they are. Me saying that a socialist country doesn't exist in the world isn't me saying that one can't exist, nor that one should not exist. It's me saying that if a country does not exist that exhibit that exudes the ideals that I believe it should, right? Like, to me, a strong social safety net isn't just you have health care, 
you have a universal base income, like those are the bare minimum to me. Government should provide housing, full stop. Yeah. Government, government should subsidize landlords. I don't believe landlords shouldn't exist. I believe government should subsidize them. If the government is subsidizing landlords, they can no longer operate for profit and they're just operating at basically a government stipend. Now the only person they're screwing over is the government and you're not losing your house. That's not radical at all. I mean, it is. Like, it is. But but the the that's is. like the bare that's the bare minimum. Like I, that is the barest of bare minimums. Right? Like we not just America. We should not have homelessness in the world. We should not have hunger in the world. Right? There are too many structures and systems in place to provide for everyone that have all decided collectively but we could be rich though my also personal favoritism people like look at russia as this sort of communist ideal like it's not controlled by a handful of oligarchs i'm like russia is an oligarchy like let Yeah. The the handful of Russians that operate the Russian bas the Russian women's basketball league actually run the country. That that is the state of Russia. I that is not a joke, that is not an exaggeration. The handful of Russian oligarchs that run the women's basketball league in Russia effectively run the country. Yes. It's not it's not an exaggeration. We're like Putin is there, but please the reason why Putin is getting way more aggressive in Ukraine is because the people funding him have said, yo, my man, you said this would take a week. We're entering a month. <laughs> right, which you, is why they, they, I mean, they're just straight bombing Ukraine now. It's like, you fucking up the money at this point, and we're not going to tolerate that for much longer. <laughs> you better wrap this shit up. If I, okay, cynical, but Listen to me now, believe me later on. When is the Masters? The Masters up now. Please look it up, because I don't I don't remember. All right, the Masters is April 7th. This will be done by April 6th. I'm not joking. I'm so not kidding. This will be done by April 6th. And that's how you know the money's in charge. Although Ukraine is putting up way more of a fight than they were expecting. So, American intelligence said, hey, this is going to happen. Russian intelligence said, yeah, it's going to be easy. <laughs> the, the only humor I have found in this has been the president of Ukraine putting out effectively World Star videos with his AK saying, I'm outside. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I was just like, please stay alive. <laughs> like, he said, like, I'm outside. What? I'm on the block. Remember that when she's like, like, "Hey, Takashi, I'm, I'm, I'm on your street. I'm, I don't see you." <laughs> For those of us that remember when Ti went to Houston and said, "Flip, I, I am on your block. I do not see." Like that was the most disrespectful thing you could do back in the day. Show up on someone's street and record it and say, "I'm outside. Where you at?" <laughs> Shotty Low shot a video in Ti's home, like in Ti's part of Atlanta. Shot an entire music video there. Like, I mean, we was here. Where was you? 
my man is out here being like, leave your country and come fight for me. <laughs> all I all I need for Zelensky to do is just say, hey, shoot me the 1v1, bro. Just let you me hands right now. Let's, <laughs> we can settle this like men. My God, I'm Putin's XKTB, which is funny. Okay, all the trading in the world, I get that. I also don't want to. And sometimes, (laughs) sometimes want to. I've seen Mike Tyson get knocked out is all I'm saying. (laughs) I don't know how I got to Russian oligarchy from talking about YouTube. Oh, because those are also the same people that Google's in bed with and I was about to say no. That was that's a pretty clear connection. Google and the Russian government. Yeah, man. I talk with Tiff about this often. When Google doesn't get like a shit ton of money from Russia, but and 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 when I say I talk to Tiff about this, I mean she explains these things to me because she is far more intelligent than I am and has far more insight into these things than I do. Three companies own entertainment in America. Like, effectively, three companies own your music, your television, your publishing. So, in television, it's, what, Universal, Disney, and AT&T? No, they sold Warner Brothers. So, Discovery. They own pretty much all your entertainment, all your your viewing entertainment. Mm -hmm. For music, it's RCA, Sony, and... What's the third one? RCA, Sony. I'm blanking on the third one. But like RCA represents Doja Cat, Normani, like all of your big pop artists go through RCA. So remember we used to have antitrust laws? I remember antitrust laws. What what what, what what, what's antitrust laws? We had them in like the 20s. I'm like, I don't think any trust laws have really existed in my generation. That's not true. They existed, but I think the last of them got purged in like the 80s and early 90s. Like, yo, an entire generation looked at Wall Street, looked at Gordon Gecko, and instead of seeing a cautionary tale, (laughs) said, we should be like that. How does an entire generation miss the point of a movie? Reagan. Okay, well, damn. Shit. <laughs> that was depressing. Sorry. I, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. Aaron, do you have less depressing information? <laughs> Due to my top secret new top secret job, um, I know nothing. And I didn't think we were going to um, roll into the BBC News um, naturally and organically and smoothly. But you must understand, I have nothing to lift us out of the doldrums. I mean, this is literally called ADD space. So, like, jumping tangents, crossing oh, paths. I have no issue on, with like, it. This is, we, are, we are on brand, everybody. I'm here. I, I mean, I, I can close this out with Triangle Strategy. It's a fun game. Oh, I like actually, it. hey... Going hey, from uh, going from literal war to war games on Nintendo Switch, but not to be confused with Advance Wars One and Two, which got delayed because it's literally Russia. Yeah. Uh, so Triangle Strategy. It's less a game and more a visual novel, 
and that's not a bad thing. You being good at video games will not help you in triangle strategy. What I mean by that is, if you are counting on being good at video games to get the best ending in triangle strategy, that won't help you. There's a moment, like the, sec the, the first really big choice you have to make if you're approaching this as a gamer, you're saying, okay, there's, there's an obvious choice here. There's going to be a battle. I'm good at video games. I'm going to win the battle and that's going to be good enough. Winning the battle doesn't necessarily mean you win the battle in the story. It just means you completed the video game portion of the story. So like you win the battle. It's like, yeah, the main cast survived, but realistically, everybody else that was fighting suffered horrible losses and you're paying the price for your decision. It's like, oh, <laughs> being good at video games isn't going to save me. I have to actually think about this as a character. Like being good at video games will help me unlock the next chapter, but it will not affect my outcome. So like the, the choice involves something. And if you do the thing, you have to fight a large army but if you're like, I'm good at video games, I can beat the army anyways, and you beat the army, yes, you won the video game portion. Now let's see what actually happened in the story. You barely won, your food supplies are running low, your soldiers are demoralized, and they're going to come back again. So now what are you going to do? And that's super interesting to me. Because I took the I'm good at video games approach to this at first as well. And now that I know that that's not going to help me, I'm playing this way differently. Like certain choices that I would make naturally, like the the selfless choices I would naturally make. I'm like, but now I got to think about my people. Like if I'm selfless, my people are going to suffer. And just because I win the battle doesn't mean that they're not going to still suffer. So what do I do? And it's really interesting. I I definitely like it. I also like that triangle strategies morality meter is hidden from you. They will not show you the morality meter until you beat the game once. Huh. Because they want you to go through it naturally. And then once you beat the game and do New Game Plus, they'll show you the morality meter. They'll actually show you which choices affect the meter so you can go through and get all the endings. But they will, all they will tell you is that this thing that you did affected your morality meter somehow. They won't tell you which of the three morality bars it filled just that a change has been made. Uh, they also do, so we all play Bioware games. Yep, v we very know, familiar. We know that talking to other people before you talk to the main person will sometimes unlock dialogue options. Yes, it's my favorite thing. And we are trained to click on those dialogue options that we have unlocked for additional content. <laughs> yes. Power. Triangle strategy will actively use that against you. Bastard! There is a moment. Now, actually, yeah, the, fir the first really big choice. You talk to everybody in the village, you can learn new things and unlock new dialogue options. Unlocking that dialogue option for certain characters only pisses them off if you select it. <laughs> and you have to think, like, and when I went back to it, I was like, that actually makes sense. This person would not care about this thing. This would actively infuriate them. I probably should have just went with the standard option to convince them. So you have to actually think of your of your your cast as characters and not binary video game characters like it, it's a visual novel it's really fun the combat's actually really the combat's fun too so i'm digging it 
question. Would I like it? I, I think know, you would. I know this is the hardest question. <laughs> you would thoroughly enjoy the story being told. Okay. And I think I'll put it this way: get the demo. If you can get through the demo, I don't like demos. It's just it's basically the first three chapters. If you can get through the first three chapters and not, that'll basically tell you if you're going to if you're going to enjoy the game because it's basically telling you this is how we're going to tell the story. This is how decisions are going to be made. If you can rock with this, you'll rock with the game. Can you continue from where you pick up, uh, leave off in the demo? Yes. That is exactly what I did. I played the demo. I finished it. I said, you know what? I think I like this game. And they said, would you like to continue? I said, yes, I would like to continue. You can actually buy it directly from that point, And they'll just huh. pick up. Okay. Thank oh. God. Uh, don't know if that'll happen. Because I don't, I have no explanation for this. I genuinely don't like demos. That's fair. Like I mean, it all. I mean, you also don't like trailers. I don't. I don't. I also do not like trailers. I mean, you might not. You might not like. You might not like um sample sizes. I do not like sample sizes. You don't like sample sizes. Makeup, which I'm required to. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you don't well, like sample sizes within reason. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's. I think you would, like I said, I think you would enjoy the story being told. The question is, will you enjoy the way they tell the story? I don't have an answer for that, but I know how to find out that answer. Wait, what do you mean? But the uh, Everything that I just described, like um, the talking to the characters, like tra basically training your brain to not look at this as a video game and to look at it as a visual novel. Oh, that's easy. I play visual novels. Right. And you enjoy visual novels. I don't know if you would like the visual novel storytelling style in this kind of game. Uh, I like it in all kinds of games. Oh, well, then, yeah, you, then you would like triangle strategy. Like, I don't like I play beat. So those like visual, not hidden visual novels are how i was able to get heavy narrative game fixes when there were no heavy narrative games out we're just we just happen to be in this timeline right now where there's so many different games out at the same time where i'm having no issue going from game to game to game actually i'm having too much of an issue because there's too many fucking games and i am very overwhelmed yeah there's there's so many games um, well, yeah, then I, I would say when you hit a low, like when you hit a gaming low, just grab it. It's pretty enjoyable. And Octopath, you, you're going to like the art style because you like Octopath's art style. I have such a metaphorical hard on for like that 2.5D. Like, I don't know what it is. I fucking love it. It's just eye candy to me. Yeah, like it, it, it's gorgeous to look at. The, the characters are all engaging. The story is basically Game of Thrones but better is that nah take it back it's not even game of thrones it's more like romance of the three kingdoms but medieval oh I like love have, romance have, of the three kingdoms you have these three kingdoms and you're stuck in the middle of them so uh you're you're a small little nation stuck in the middle of three warring kingdoms something like that <laughs> okay so 
yeah, it's enjoyable. Also, something else that I'm enjoying that, uh, you know what? I'm going to stand in my truth. I'm going to admit this in public. I'm enjoying WWE 2K22. It is not a steaming pile of garbage. They made a fun- 2K Studios made a functional wrestling game. I don't know if we should reward them for that, but they did it. And good for them. I'm proud of them. I mean, it's it's been a while since they've made a functional wrestling game. About over 10 years. I think like Raw versus SmackDown 2009 was the last. That wasn't start that wasn't sarcasm. I just don't know anything about wrestling. Oh no, I'm just letting you know. Like for them to make for this game to be a seven and a half out of ten is a monumental achievement for them. It's a solid seven. Yes, it is a solid seven. Right. It still has the same issues that I'll always have. Uh, I'm I'm one of the children of um, Aki Engine wrestling games. So to the look the best at, engine, yes, yes. Um, looking at wrestling games where the wrestlers are, and it's my problem with this the the two K games in the first place. It looks like the two wrestlers are animating independently of each other. Like I'm just doing animation A, and you're doing and like we're both we're, we're both kind of wrestling via Zoom, and yes. I don't like I don't like that. <laughs> I, I I see it. I can't unsee it. And the Aki Engine games, even now, twenty years after the fact, where the characters both have twenty polygons between the both of them, have better physical interaction. In the wrestling. And the best Aki Engine game is Def Jam Fight for New York. Yes. The comboing in that game is so fluid and seamless. Bro, apparently this game attempts that. And I good for you for trying. It's thoughtful. It's thoughtful. And thoughtful's good. Um, apparently the Aki engine is just a lot of money. Like apparently just to use it costs a lot of money because that's what happened. Remember the second Def Jam game where it was that weird side scrolling beat him up with the pulsing level, which was interesting in its own right. If it didn't follow Def Jam Vendetta. Yeah. Like they, like you had the turntable specials, like you had to actually use the stick to make the turntable stage vibrate. Yes. Yeah. Well, that stuff was fun, but um, it, it just wasn't fight for New York. No, I I can I can play fight for New York today. Oh, it's fight the for New York. I got it mixed up. Okay, yeah, I got it mixed up. Sorry, but it's fight for New York. It's fight for New York is um yes, these are games they could bring out tomorrow, and I would pay full price for them because they've never if they've never been duplicated, they've never not even approaching it. Um, it's one of the reasons. Um, for the record, um, since you are since you know this, since you're an, a, a a jerk like myself. Um, apparently the AEW wrestling game, Kenny Omega, has gone on record as saying the Aki Engine is where the best wrestling games and the best wrestling games have ever existed. So they're actually fake. They're actually um, using the Aki Engine for the AEW wrestling game. So it will probably look significantly worse than 2K22, but it will play. It will be an Aki Engine wrestling game. As Kenny Omega has... Khan's funding... What? Who 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 is funding this project? Is the Khan family funding this project? I mean, the Khan family's funding everything. It's my understanding. Okay. The, okay. We'll see how this goes. I mean, I I have a feeling it will look bad and play well. Um, I'm fine with I that. I have a feeling it won't. I have a feeling it won't be finished. Uh, I mean, I've. Maybe I'm just tainted because I've seen how they run a football franchise. I do not have faith in them running. Tony runs. Tony's a little bit better than his daddy at management. 
Oh, so uh, Tony's the one that runs AEW. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, Tony owns AEW. Yes, Tony runs AEW. Okay. His daddy is his daddy. Um, but Tony Khan runs AEW, and he's much better. He has his daddy's um, penchant for um, human collection, but he's just better at it. <laughs> he's just like he's actually a very knowledgeable, very savvy independent wrestling fan nerd who also has access to several billion, several hundred billion dollars or however much his daddy's worth. So AEW is fine for it. Um, AEW kind of has the con. The cons run the thing the same way, except Tony's just better at this than his daddy isn't running like the Jaguars. So the AEW video game should be fine, and it should be Aki Engine, and then it'll work for the first time in twenty years where I have bought a wrestling game and not traded in that wrestling game. Actually, here's a good question for you, <laughs> since you have two K twenty because. NBA 2K games have this problem where you can never make the game look as good as the AI with the right sliders activated. So I gave up playing it. But as watching it for a while, for a few years, it was a hoot to watch. Have you tried watching, does does WWE 2K22 at least look like wrestling when I'm not playing it? No, no, it does not. It It looks like a video game. However... If you're watching two people that are good at it, it looks like wrestling. It is the it is the inverse problem to NBA 2K. Really? That is fascinating. Okay. 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 I'll watch I'll watch some tournaments. I actually I mean, I'll see if it maybe because I know I know there are some grudge matches. It's funny. The 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 most traction on YouTube is the GM mode. That's getting the most traction. The the dueling the dueling GMs mode. Uh, it is so it is so much fun it has nothing to do with actual wrestling right and like it's just fantasy booking they made an entire game mode around fantasy booking they had it um i think the last time they had it was rick raw versus smackdown again and they what? have not had it in a game since and um two wrestlers xavier woods and um tyler breeze had popularized it um before tyler breeze got released as everyone gets released from wwe for about a year and some change, they had the series on Up, Up, Down, Down, and it started to, people were like, well, where's this GM mode? Where's this GM mode? And it made it into 2K22, finally. Um, it's so much fun. I would get the game to play GM mode, but the game is coming in hot at 60 bucks. Instead of getting the game to play GM mode, find someone that already has it, and then just play it with them. Because you can't do GM mode online, but if you're playing with someone that has a console or a, a service that does a share play, simulated couch co-op, then you both can do the GM mode together. Huh. Okay. I mean, I don't know anybody. But, I'm not going to lie to you. I only know the most curmudgeonly of old men. So everyone I know is like you, and bless you for taking the plunge. Everyone else is just like, pish posh, fuck this game. And, you know, myself included. So the fact that you are the person that I know who owns 2K22, you're you're it. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm not going to say it's good. I'm saying I'm enjoying it. Right, which like, is those, fine. Those are important <laughs> words. Right. That's, it. I, that, that's what I, listen, I have not enjoyed 2K, a 2K wrestling game in a long time. So the fact that you are enjoying it and people who are just like, they're like, this is cool. It's a monstrous endorsement <laughs> for that game. <laughs> Like even even the 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 single player career mode, it's fun. 
instead of trying to do like a long form narrative story, what they do is they basically have a bunch of little mini arcs that you can or can't do. If you do them, cool. If you don't, whatever. You're just going to wrestle anyways. You want to go for the belt? Cool. You don't want to go for the belt? That's fine too. Do what you want. It's whatever. It's whatever. You want to ch- you want to change brands? Yeah, change brands. I don't care. Don't crash. You want to go from SmackDown to NXT? Yeah. Cool, man. How's your How's your mom? Basically, how's your mom? Basically. All right. Well. We're gonna get All a rivalry right. with uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, sure, man. I don't care. What's he up Go to? Go for it. What's he up to? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is much better. Um, this is a ringing endorsement of WWE 2K22, and I'm pleased you brought it up because I did not know anybody who was going anywhere near it except some people from like the you know from like Yahoo Facebook groups, and all they're just like, yeah, it's cool. And everyone's everyone yeah, I see. So that, that's basically it. It's cool. It's cool. Um, you know what? Then we'll see. Maybe I will pull the I will pull the trigger. Um, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd pull it. If I could go back and do it again, would I pull the trigger for full price? Eh, probably not. This is a nigga. It's a payday game. Oh, that that's you're right. That that that, that is exactly what it was. It payday. was uh, mm-hmm. uh, my barber's actually out of town this weekend. Huh. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Some costs, anyways. <laughs> there is, there is like this, like brutal. I, listen, I love middling games that are still entertainment. Like that's where it is. That's not a bad game. It's a meh. I call it the Bruno meh, Mars but zone. It's, fun. it's the Bruno Mars zone where when you get paid, there's like a five-hour window where you might do something fucking silly. If everything clicks right, you're gonna take your paycheck and do something silly, like get a steak. Or a lobster, or two K twenty five, or something, or a pair of sneakers after aftermarket sneakers or whatever. Something's gonna happen. That five minute Bruno Mars window when you get paid. If the and the right things have to break. Sometimes like your barber's not in town. You got some. You got like a credit. You got like a store credit somewhere. Your kids are your kids are away. The, the extra forty dollars that you the extra forty to a hundred dollars that you wouldn't have to spend being an adult. You're like, I could throw this into an open fire right now. Huh. I'm the baddest nigga in the world. Huh. I didn't yeah, and then and then then Steam fucked up and actually put a game I've had on my wish list for three years. Uh Super Robot Wars G Generation Crossrays. <laughs> which is all all that game is. Do you like Gundams? Do you want to throw your Gundams at each other? Well, here you go. And they messed up because it went on sale right when I'm rewatching Gundam Double O. So. I'm watching it now. Again, I'm having fun. I've made my team of Gundams. I've got my G Gundams, my Gundam Wing, my Strike Freedom, my Double O Riser. I'm having a good time. This is fun. This is enjoyable. This is nice. Bacon, you said you love middling games. I love middling games. I mean, that's where I feel like that's where a lot of the emotional resonance comes in. When you find that middling game that sits deep within your soul. 
If I told you guys I played Aliens Fireteam Elite for 250 hours, I've gotten everything out you of You told game. me? I don't know if we put talked about it in podcast, but yeah. No, yes, you, Alien you, Fire you Team Elite. I think Aliens Fireteam, Alien Fireteam Elite is the best co-op game ever made. Not besides maybe Left 4 Dead 2. I think it's the best co-op game ever made. Back. Right. That's awesome. Right. You I see like what it. I mean? That deep emotional resonance. Now I'll own this. I like it's a sneaky, it's a sneaky good build theory crafting game out of nowhere. But it also is the only thing that captures the spirit of aliens, the second movie. The best alien game is Alien Isolation. But that's the alien movie. It's got one nigga following you around all day. It's harassment. And Alien 3's mm-mm. And Alien vs. Predator actually did get a very, very, did get a few very, very good games about that nonsense. Um, Aliens. The is full of delightful nonsense. Right. And as a result, it lends itself to video games. And there are about two or three top tier Alien vs. Predator games that exist to honor that honorable, venerable franchise. Um, There has never been anything that's nailed Aliens before. The franticness of just trying to capture the notion traction and realizing they're all on top of you all the time, the whole time. And yeah, Alien Isolation was as like as scary as the first movie, but not enough nonsense to make up for the rest. Of oh the no, they were no, they didn't. Alien Alien Isolation had the same had they, they, It was very it it was so relentless that it was detrimental. The game length. An unrelent and unrelenting pace was a detriment to the point where I never I couldn't recommend it, even though I love the game and it was it's probably my favorite like my my top three horror games of all time. I can't recommend it because it's not it doesn't give it doesn't allow you any human um rest period to process anything. It's just it goes yeah no it is that that is specifically why I'm like that is a fucking horror game like and your rest period comes like. Um, you do a thing and then you spend like two hours dealing with crazed humans and um, the working Joes, those little the, the low budget, low, low budget synthetics with the white faces. They're terrifying. Right. That's your cooldown in the game for two hours in the 12, 15 hour terrifying. game. Right. In the 15 hour game, you have a two hour cooldown in the middle where there are no aliens and only working Joes and they hate you. So they absolutely positively then, will walk you down and be like, what are you doing? Why are you here? I'd like to see some ID. Please come with me. They'll just, they'll, they'll pull, they'll pull you out of the lockers you're hiding and yes. murder you. Yes. They, they, they react differently than the alien. They actually do look in the places the alien did not. Yes. And then all of a sudden, once you're done with them, the alien, you hear the alien moving around. You're just like. Right, I'm not even. Welcome I don't know. Why, it's been. It's been almost. Everybody to why I could not finish that game. I'm not even gonna. <laughs> uh, can we spoil Alien Isolation? Like, I want everybody to still play it, but it's been out for a eight years. Decade? Eight years. Yeah, it's it, eight years. It's okay six years. I have. I have a five year. I have a five year non spoil limit. Has it been five? It's been five years, hasn't it? Because I remember the game. It's yet. been way longer. I remember I played that shit on my original Xbox One. Nigga, that was like beginning of I, I still, like it was one of I the first still, games I got for my PS4. The first one being Destiny One because I got a Destiny PS4. Yeah, I was in Brooklyn. Yeah, wow. God time is moving. Yeah, nigga, it's been like a decade. Wow. We old. We out here. God damn. 
<laughs> well, anywho, there's a moment where you realize the one alien isn't one alien, and in fact, there's an alien nest. It's not just what it seems like is you got the alien, and then the alien's back, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And then it becomes clear that there's yeah. a nest in the center of the uh, in the center of the uh, city that you're in. And then at some point, you go to like you say there's like you you, you realize there's like more than one. So you see like two now and you're like, oh, it's two. So then you, you, you activate, you overload the core and all the aliens in the core flee. So you could go down there and kill the queen, but you have to scare them off and you pull this switch and like 400 of those motherfuckers come out <laughs> and they're climbing on the thing and they're all over the fucking place. Fucking mad. Oh, that's still one of my favorite plot twists I've ever experienced. I was like, oh, Oh, you guys! Have- yeah, it was. It's definitely like. Oh, you saw it. You were just scared of the one, and then you were just scared of the two. Nigga, there are four hundred motherfuckers here. No, this is a whole ass surprise. Yeah, we got. Like, that's surprise. my favorite bit. They were like, "Oh, you think this is this is alien vibe, but you've got aliens problems right now." There are four hundred of us, but I digress. But like I said, emotional. 7 out of 10 games, best games, deep emotional resonance. Aliens Fire Team Elite, it's on Game Pass. Play it. Play it with some buds or play it with me. So it's State of Decay 2. Also a solid 7 out of 10. Oh my god, they just touched it up. So they touched that up um about a few months ago like for a Series X and it's so much cleaner. Oh, nice. It's so much cleaner. I absolutely fucking love that game. I was playing it like the last 2 weeks with just about the same people I play Aliens with actually. So, yeah, actually, I like that game. I just walk around and collect items, and it's such a change of pace to just walk around and survive. I just, I don't know, something about the game. I like games that let me walk. <laughs> that just let me chill. Yo, it's such a chill experience that, for me. So what? That was actually the best part of State of Decay for me, uh, just, just exploring. And, like, eventually people would hit me up and be like, hey, we have problems. And I'd be like, I'll go help you with your problems. And, um my homie I was playing with, she was like, I mean, sometimes it's going to be a trap. I'm like, yeah, but if it's not, I got to save the people. She's like, oh, you're so innocent in the zombie apocalypse. And I'm like, but the people need help. And if they're bad, I'll just shoot them in the face. I don't see the problem. Yeah, that's exactly what happened because I was sitting there and I was Wait, sitting Wait, do I know this friend? Do you know that friend? Yeah. Okay. The FC. I was about to say, this conversation sounds very familiar. <laughs> think yeah. i was there for it <laughs> yeah yeah the npcs in state of decay exist primarily to get you in the trouble that you're not getting yourself in because you're just you're just surviving very smoothly yes and they're just like hey man i think we gay hey man we got a little bit of a zombie problem you care to help me out bro it's over here at this log cabin i was like bro you have 85 zombies surrounding this log cabin <laughs> help me out bro oh, so I have- what? I have done that. Like I've been driving by, and if someone's like, "Help me," I'm like, "Oh, that's a lot of zombies." And I do have a full truck of supplies. I mean, I'll shoot. I'll I'll, I'll take care of one or two. You, you got to handle the rest. <laughs> Not you got to handle the rest. You got this right. I I, I can snipe from over here. I mean, I get on right, the car. Like, I get on the car. I fire a few shots. I look. I check my ammo. I'm like, all right, we got 12 extra shots. There are <laughs> 39 zombies. If I don't miss, I take out 12. Then we're out of here. And I get on the hood of the car and I take my shots. And I'm like, hit the. I hit the hood. I'm like, all right, all right, 12. 
and then <laughs> and we're out. That's it. Did what we could. My favorite is when people show up at your camp, like, hey, can I stay here? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I don't care. You got food? I hope you got food. Yo. I'm so glad I don't play zombie games. I'm going to be playing Rune Factory 5, and it is really funny. I am I am learning how to till the fields right now, just like my ancestors taught me. Um, <laughs> but... My uh, little Nintendo Switch is choking a bit, and I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be funny." Oh, so we have reached. We have finally reached the limits of the Switch. Oh no, we 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 uh, we we bend. Okay. But my, but it's hard to tell with mine because I've had my Switch since probably the year it came out. So my Switch is hit. My Switch is like, please replace me, free me from these, free me from this bondage, please. So. I will be getting the OLED soon. You know um, when I got my Switch? Hmm. Right when the pandemic started. Oh, yeah! Like, before, like, whenever Animal Crossing came out, that's when I picked it up. I, I think just, I was I think I was yelling at you to get one, too. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, okay, I'll pick one up. It's whatever. I'll just put an order in, and then I came, and then everyone's like, all the Switches are gone! And I was like, oh, wow, I have the, like, the best timing. <laughs> Ever. And I remember you were really like eh, about it because you already have one had one, but I think you had given it to Tiff. Yeah, like it, 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 it. We had one. It had left our possession. I was like, oh, okay, cool. We haven't. It's fine. It's here. And then there was a shortage. And I was like, oh, this 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 switch thing is actually pretty cool. Yeah, and I remember I remember specifically being like, you're going to need two. And you're like, no, nah, I need one. I'm like, no, nah, you're going to need two. And then you're like, you're right, I'm going to need two. And then, yeah, they were all sold out. Yep. But it worked out because Tiff just became the mayor. Well, she's not like, I'm the mayor. In true patriarchy fashion, I'm the mayor, so I get all the credit. But she does all the design work on the island and all the actual management and budgeting. But everyone says, good job, Mayor LJ. I'm like, thanks. Oh my God. You get invited to all you get invited to all the readings of your book about running a city. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How to get it done. Meanwhile, it's your assistant who's doing everything. Yes. Written by my far more capable wife, yes. Oh my goodness. All right. All right, folks. I forgot I have to. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else we'd like to add? We have to call it. I think. I think we did a show. Did, all, did we do the whole I think thing? That's a show. Did we do the whole thing. All right, did the whole thing. All right, folks. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to enjoy, embrace, love, hug, sweet, speak nothing, sweet nothings into the air of your seven out of ten games. And remember, um, remember, remember to play games that you like. And uh, embrace the Bruno Mars zone. For those five hours, can't nobody tell you shit. And don't listen to anybody. Not your wife, not your husband, not your spouse, not your accountant, not the police. What about your cat? Uh, let's, let's, let's not get crazy. Settle down. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Go ahead, stand up, stand up, stand up.